here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi everybody, my name is Mike Collins. And I'm EB. And we are from CoasterRadio.com, the original theme park podcast. And you guys are listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. Hi, this is Jason Ginsberg, the creator of Fake Theme Park. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. This is Dusty Sage with MiceChat.com. And we are here on the Coaster Challenge podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Kim Dyke. Hello, listeners. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast, and today I have a very special guest I'm talking to. I'm very happy for the opportunity to sit down and chat with Callie Norris, a coaster enthusiast that is also an ambassador for the Coaster Kids Charity Organization. Thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast, Callie. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I am extra excited for you to be here. While we've seen each other at parks and meetups over the years, I've never had the opportunity to speak one-on-one with you. With that being said, let's get started with you telling everyone a few things about yourself. I've been a coaster enthusiast for a while now. I got into roller coasters in middle school and it became an obsession of mine right away, like right o- right after I got over a fear of them. Um, and it's changed my life in so many ways. Like I have I had the opportunity to go to so many places because of Coaster Kids and what that's done for me. And I've made so many friends from it and it's impacted so many people and it feels really good to be a part of something so positive. Well, I'm getting good vibes just sitting here talking to you. I can't wait (laughs) to get into this interview (laughs) and hear your story. Um, the first part of our interview is basically going to be the roller coaster rewind. We're going to take a walk back through time with your history of riding coasters. And then the second part of the interview is going to kind of fast forward to the here and now, and it's going to focus more on you and your involvement with coasters today. So going back in the uh, coaster time traveler, what was your very first coaster that you remember riding? That I remember riding is Cedar Creek Mine Ride. But the first one I rode was Rollo's Coaster at Idlewild Park. It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. So which one do you consider? So you don't remember Rollo's Coaster? I don't remember it, but it's technically my first. But Okay. But you remember 
Cedar Creek mine ride. Yeah. You remember the mine ride. Okay. I remember one thing about that mine train. It's <laughs> janky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've never ridden the roller coaster. My first one was that I remember was uh, the use. It's now called Woodstock Express at Kings Island. It was the BC. Yeah. I experienced it for the first time. Um, looking back on coasters, I know when we, when I started riding, it actually was a very long time before I started riding much because I was told when I was young, everything was scary. I wasn't allowed to get on much because it was scary and I might get hurt. And I still hear people in lines at parks, you know, how scary is it? What is the one coaster over the years that has scared you the most? Well, the one that I got over my fears with, so I think, yeah, I was the most scared for it was Gatekeeper because okay. I hadn't ridden anything big before. So I got on that with my like peer pressure from my friend, basically. I don't know how she even convinced <laughs> me to get on it, but she yeah. did. And I was terrified. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard Gatekeeper. A lot of it, people typically answer top thrill dragster or something like that. I wrote that one after I wasn't scared of them at that point. Okay. So it wasn't How like old as were you bad. when you rode Gatekeeper? I was 12, I think. Okay. I was either 12 or 11. I could definitely see that. And you really don't have anything under you either. So yeah, it, 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 it would have been whatever coaster we were by. It just happened to be Gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. But if it was like, we could have been like by like Raptor or something instead of Gatekeeper. And if that's the one I would have been on, then it would have been that. <laughs> like just where we were in the park, really. <laughs> I was peer pressured once too. Like I said, I didn't ride coasters much. As a kid, I remember riding the BC, and I think I rode the racer. Maybe I was allowed to ride it once, twice, something like that. I do remember riding King Cobra, but the one that absolutely scared me to death, I remember, I remember all the commercials, all the hype when it was opening, and just the sheer monstrosity of looking at it was Vortex at Kings Island. Oh, I was like Love scared <laughs> to death. And I remember seeing those commercials. And at the time I was clueless, of course, I thought the drop was like literally 90 degrees straight down <laughs> and all this other stuff. And um, I was literally like over my dead body. I am never riding that coaster. And um, I told the story a few times in the podcast. It was my senior night in high school. We went, we, I, used to go to Kings Island like once a year. We lived about an hour and a half away. Well, my senior class did a senior night at Kings Island. And literally everybody wanted to ride Vortex except me. And oh, I remember my hands were, my paws were sweating. I had cotton mouth. I could hardly breathe. I didn't want to get on that thing at all. I don't even know that I opened my eyes <laughs> on the first ride. I was so scared, but after I got off of it, my, my response was pretty much, oh my gosh, I've been living a lie. That was actually fun. <laughs> and that was back when it was running really well, when it was newer and it wasn't, you know, it didn't age well for me anyway, 
used to, to bang my head a lot as it got older, but it was running really well back then. And um, I really enjoyed it. You know, then I had to challenge myself to start opening my eyes and that sort of thing, <laughs> which took a few tries. But that was peer pressure, peer pressure that I'm glad that actually happened. So thinking back to that uh, first ride on Gatekeeper, how do you remember how you felt when you approached the station? Yes. Like before or after? Both. Okay. Well, before I was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on it. I don't, I don't, I still don't even know how I actually didn't chicken out, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I just remember being terrified, but then approaching the station afterward before, before we even approached the station, actually, we were on the mid course, like with the, just a little turn at the end and then into the break yeah. run. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> like, so, I remember saying that. <laughs> how were you feeling about yourself when you got off the coaster? um really good because uh-huh. like it it was just like snap of a finger road gatekeeper and then I felt like I was on top of the world and wasn't scared of anything like after that yeah my second like big scale coaster ever was Millennium Force we went straight from gatekeeper to Millennium. that's a big job yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> I didn't chicken out of that. I, I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I had to take more baby steps than that. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take those giant leaps. But yeah, I was like, I was like that after I had ridden a few coasts, like a few big coasters. I think the last big one I had ridden before Top Thrill Dragster was uh, Fury, and oh, even God, Fury. So good. Oh, I just took a back over just last week, literally over Christmas oh, break. Wow. Yeah. I got bored and I got this harebrained idea. I'm like, is there a coasters open? We could somehow get to like, is, would it actually be worth a drive? Cause my son had to be back in town. He had to be back to work on Sunday. So I started looking at weather forecasts and temperatures, you know, make sure stuff would run. We went 1500 miles in two and a half days. We went to, <laughs> we made it we left i got up at 4 30 in the morning on um that thursday we showed up at carowinds at 4 10 in the afternoon i got down there we <laughs> we we managed to get about 10 rides in on fury that night with one train that was a good night <laughs> we we did we did that and got to meet up with a friend and then um i got a maybe couple hours of sleep somewhere in there and then we got up the next morning and drove it was a six hours bush garden Spoonsburg. we managed to get on first train of the day of pantheon and we we stayed there did you like it was it good pantheon. <laughs> I, well i wouldn't do it if i had not we went over the summer so i've been on it before um so we were just trying to hit our favorite coasters at each park but I, like I said, I made sure everything would be up and running. And um, we stayed with that. We followed the plan. We stayed at Bush Gardens for three hours and lap Pantheon. That's all we cared to do. And then we drove an hour to King's Dominion and finished up at uh, Twisted Timbers that night. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and then I drove home the next day and then I came home and slept for two days. And now I'm back. Yeah, home. really? Wow. 
was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. But um, Fury, anyway, back to that. Back in 2019, the, big, the biggest one I had ridden was Fury. And then I, uh, I felt like I could conquer anything, even though I've since redeemed myself. That was before I even wanted to put my hands up on large drops of coasters. I didn't even, hadn't even put my hands up at that point in time on, on the drop on Fury. But that didn't happen until our next visit. Anyway, I was a little overconfident, I think, with my scariest coaster. We were in line for Top Thrill Dragster. It was like all the way through the line for that thing. I was on top, like you said, on top of the world. I wasn't afraid of anything until I sat down in the seat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I was pretty nervous for Dragster too, even after like all of that. <laughs> when I sat down in the seat, that was the come to Jesus moment. I'm like, I want, I want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Somebody's just going to be off a ride. No, you're not getting off a ride. No, 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 you're not. But I literally sat there. I think my hands were going to shake out of my skin. I don't ever remember my hands ever shaking like that. I don't think they've shaken, they've shook like that since. Yeah. Geez, but it um, is scary. <laughs> well, once I, and I'm, I'm one of these people. I'm like, I'm, I saw everybody else, the kids, everybody putting their hands up on the launch. I'm like, you're not leaving till you put your hands up on the launch. So I just kept getting back in line. <laughs> you're going to do this until you let go of the sphere. I don't care how long this takes you took me five times I finally did it <laughs> I finally did it and it was nice when we went to we finally got to ride King to call back this just this past July I had no problem I still and haven't I, ridden that I want to go there so oh, bad I <laughs> loved like the, it I'm I've surprised. been to so many places and I yeah I haven't gone there yet or Hershey those are like two big places I haven't gone like east coast those were two that we hit in July they're both great parks but Caw, Caw, I think it gets too much hate. I can't hear about how rough it is and all this other stuff. I didn't have any problem. Just with those restraints, I just put my head forward a little bit. And I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I do have a problem with bad over the shoulder restraints because my head will bang. I just put my head forward slightly on Caw in the front and back. And I didn't have any issue with it whatsoever. Yeah, I would imagine like people would be a bit dramatic comparing caught a dragster it's got a little yeah i'd like i'd imagine it would be like kind of shaky like i have friends that like king to come more than dragster though oh i do too it's got a little rattle in the back but i just call it invigorated it didn't bother me (laughs) yeah i didn't like dragster as much because when i did put my hands up on the launch the the top of the back of the seats poked out a little bit it pinned my arms back and bruised like the top of my arm. Yeah, that I that's why I've never put my arms up on Dragster on the well, launch I quit, before. <laughs> I quit putting my arms up as high after it did that because it hurt. Yeah, I know somebody who dislocated their shoulder on Dragster. I believe it. <laughs> From putting their arm up, yeah. And now on call, I was able to completely put my arms up. Nice. And there was no issue with any pain. Nothing was poking or pinching. That's why that's one of the reasons I liked it better. Okay, so let's rewind back to Gatekeeper. Would you say that that first ride had any lasting impacts on your life? Oh, it changed my life 
like it put my life on a trajectory right so different from where it would have gone it's like little things like that like you wouldn't think it would be very significant but I think that ride did literally change the trajectory of like how my life went Mm -hmm. it changed a lot (laughs) I can totally see that and it's it's the things that happen that you don't realize are happening until they happen if that makes sense no that does make sense for sure well and it took me years to really piece together one the fact that I've managed to drop over half my body weight and I'm in better shape than I was in when I was 16 I'm like how did you finally win this battle what what changed what did you do how are you continuing to succeed with this and coasters I'm telling you if you can get up there you know the fear it's all in your head every single thing is in your head if you can face that fear and get control of your head over 400 feet in the air, you know, going 120 some odd miles an hour, overeating. What's the trigger there? It's in your head, you know? So for me, it's my, you know, my mind. If you can get a grip on your mind in this situation, you can get a grip on your mind here as well. And it's helped me, you know, just become more confident more assertive able to you know stand up for myself or you know stand up for my children in situations where I would previously back down due to fear and it's you know it's one of those things like oh my gosh I actually just did that and I wasn't scared (laughs) you know and it it just happens yeah so looking back I know with all those trips you've taken with coaster kids, there's had to be a whole lot of random unexpected moments <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Speaking of things that happen when you're busy making other plans or thinking about other things, what would you say from all of your experience has been the craziest moment you've experienced in an amusement park or on a coaster? The first one that popped in my head, um, there's this park in Wisconsin called Little America. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was on their ride. I think it's, I don't know what theirs is called specifically, but I think the ride type is called a like salt shaker. I might be completely wrong, like salt and pepper shaker or something, but it's like this ride. It goes in like a circle and That's it has like- a toboggan thing or- Oh, you mean they're flat ride? It's a flat ride, yeah. Okay, you were on one And has okay. two like spinny things on the end of it. Okay. And I rode that with Billy. And um <laughs> I like banged my head against the side of like the because it's like a metal, like little like uh-huh. tic-tac looking thing. Banged my head on the side of it, my glasses broke. <laughs> oh no. and and i we we're in wisconsin so it's like i couldn't get them like replaced or anything oh, and then like the side of them like stabbed into my head <laughs> what 
<laughs> and so like I got off the ride like my like I had a cut in my eyebrow it was like bleeding I'm like I got off the ride so I'm like crying not even because it hurt but I was like my glasses broke because I'm like blind like oh I think my. at that time my vision was negative seven I think and it's just gotten, like worse from there and so like so wait is that near started or far started it's it's basically both like it's, my numbers I can't remember if I'm plus or negative but I know I'm nearsighted I'm over six so the, the, yeah <laughs> I can relate with the level of not being able to see is yeah it's bad yeah so like me with no glasses literally is like I basically need somebody to guide me mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like we're in the middle of Wisconsin I don't have my parents or anything and so like just my eyes bleeding <laughs> like my eyebrows bleeding on this ride and there was kids in line laughing because they knew what was going on so I'm like crying on this ride we open the cage of this and Jeff's like right there with the camera and I'm like my face is ble- bleeding and my glasses broke and oh gosh there's like a video of it is on the channel of me <laughs> being like I got off the ride. My glasses are broke. My got my face bleeding. It's like, <laughs> like the worst day ever. Kind of day. Yeah, we had to super glue them together <laughs> and then trudge forward. We had to go. Were to you able to jerry rig them for the rest of the trip? At least I hope. Yeah, the super glue worked for the rest of the trip, and then I think even in Canada, because it wasn't that long after that, mm-hmm. I think I still had the super glued glasses. <laughs> I've I've been on rough rides, but that's a full blown assault. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awful. That's absolutely yeah. That's horrible. the craziest thing I can think of off the top of my head at a park. But I've had a lot of crazy experiences in the hotels and stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something that a different thing. <laughs> my nightmares are made out of walking around and not was, being able to see. It was pretty awful. <laughs> And plus the, the pain. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was <laughs> of all the funny. crazy stories I've heard, that is the first one I've heard <laughs> where someone actually got beat up. <laughs> yeah. My ride. Kind of a grudge against that park now. <laughs> yeah. I had a small grudge. The toboggan coaster nearly gave me a blackout. That thing is crazy. And I was told, and I mean, I know you got to ride a certain way, this, that, and the other. I did everything I could. And that <laughs> bar, it was that last whatever it was yeah. I went through, put a goose egg on my head. Oh, I was literally seeing stars when I came off that. <laughs> yeah, that ride's. Like that is such an again. interesting ride. Interesting is one word. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that could ride one of those things and want to ride it twice, they're better than me. I yeah, really. I don't have any <laughs> answers. And I, I'm one of these people. I will ride a coaster, especially one that's you know rumored to be good or whatever. If I don't like it the first time, I'll change my rider form, I'll change things how how I'm riding to see if I can learn to like the coaster. Yeah. And that one. <laughs> no yeah it's not doing that again all right so by the way how many coasters have you written do you keep a coaster count yes it's 277 all right 
Out of those 277 coasters, what is your absolute favorite one? Voyage at Holiday World. Yay. Yep. That's my number two coaster. What's your number one? Iron Gwazi. Oh. Have you got to ride that one yet? I did. Yeah. I don't know where it ranks for me, actually. I I didn't put much thought into it. I haven't, like, looked at my list in forever, but it was good. Like, okay, that's, like, an understatement. It was a really good ride, but, like, I'm going back. We got to ride it last spring break in April, and I'm actually going back this spring break to find it again well yeah right again and we we didn't get night rides the last trip because Uh, the the park during spring break is only open late on the weekends and the the weekend day that we were scheduled to be there it stormed and the park closed at three o'clock so there went my night rides it stormed when i went to but before I got on it and so that's the longest I've ever waited in a line we were in the station and it closed for like literally after waiting like an hour it closed for like two yeah I, I fell asleep on the on the floor in the queue in there I don't blame we did now we did go back on that Tuesday and we got 10 rides on that Tuesday Jeez. So, and that was nice. We got we got all the credits in the park. We got everything. We rode Falcon's Fury three times that day. It was a it was a really great day at the park. Yeah. So I did feel like I fully got to experience Iron Quasi. I yeah, had enough rides sure. to really, you know, different rows, different sides, you know, really feeling out the ride to, you know, see what you know, really gather my thoughts on it. But the the only thing I'm lacking is a night ride. Yeah, but, I got a uh, night ride, but I only rode it twice. So I didn't get like, yeah, I think I'd hard. like it more if I rode it more. But. Yeah. And I can't, I can't rank a coaster based on a ride or two. It's got, ho- it's hard. Yeah. I have, I'm one of these people. I need, if it's something I really like, I need to ride it enough times, you know, to really remember the layout, know the ride, Yeah, you know, learn the ride and that sort of thing. It helps me, but that one. And when, when a ride is, what i call god god tier to me it has to be something there's only there's only two that actually consistently leave me out of breath at the end of the ride voyage (laughs) especially you know those tremulous rides in the back row yeah uh there's nothing like that on the face of the planet yep and iron gwazi and the same thing toward uh, any the whole back half of the train it's just complete insanity. After that, even in my top five, I can breathe just fine at the end of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what something that sets those two apart for me as well. Okay. So you said your coaster count is 277? Yes. Okay. I thought I remember the number. Out of all of those coasters, do you have any one and dones that would be your absolute least favorite coaster mind eraser at darien lake i've heard horror stories about that one i've not had the joy of that experience yet yeah like everyone says like mind eraser at six flags america was like the worst slc yeah and i've ridden like a i rode that one and i i didn't even think it was that bad i've ridden Mm -hmm. t3 
I've written like a multiple SLCs at this point. And then I rode Mind Eraser at Darien Lake. And I was like, that is single. I, I didn't have a favorite coaster till then. I mean, at uh-huh. least favorite coaster until oh. I rode that. <laughs> oh. Well, it's awful. Um, I can't even sit. I don't have to sit down. It would take a lot of work for me to count the number of SLCs I've ridden. And honestly, I'll just say it here for the world to hear. If they knocked every single one of them down to the ground tomorrow, <laughs> I'd throw a party. I've had it. I mean, some are better. Some are some are better or worse in the yeah. in the grand scheme of of bad. But there's not one that I've ridden that I can honestly say, I just really want to ride it. I mean, yeah, I don't. I think the only one I've ever rewritten is T three, and it was not in the same day either. I. I will, <laughs> I'll ride T3 if I'm at Kentucky Kingdom and somebody else wants to ride wants it. To ride it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll put myself through it. Yep. But it's exactly how I am. <laughs> I'd really just rather not. No, yeah. I, but I'm also one of these people that won't, I will not leave a credit on the table. If there's a coaster there, I'm going to ride it. I, I do I do the same thing and it's not even like just for the number it's just like mm-hmm. I just want the experience and like yeah. to be able to compare it to other things yeah. and stuff like yeah. that because I think that's fun there's a couple and 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 me too I'm I'm one of those people he's like to me it's a challenge even if it's bad it's a challenge I'm yeah at least do it once I looked out at my least favorites I've got a couple that really stand out um one is have you been to Grady's in Illinois no it's a little credit stop they've got like they've got three coasters there and um back over Labor Day weekend we were there and I mean this was literally like the smallest kitty coaster I've ever seen in my life I I was convinced they wouldn't let us ride because the seats were so small. They said we could ride it. I'm five foot oh, three. Gosh. I, yeah, I'm five foot three. My knees were sticking under the bar and I had to sit sideways. And I mean, five foot th- oh, I'm my five gosh. three, knees sticking out under the bar and I had to sit sideways. It was that small. Jeez. And I weigh 120 pounds. I mean, I'm telling you, this was itty bitty. Yeah. And oh my God, the thing put bruises on my shins and it was relentless. They took us around at least 20 times. It was so bad. It was like laugh or cry. It put it put a bruise on my son's back. It was so bad that we were just swelling like, ow, make it stop. And I just couldn't quit laughing. I had to laugh to to ignore the pain. So there was that one. Another one too that made me really question life was uh blue flash back in 2021 they, oh not oh backyard coaster yeah it's in ohio now yeah i still and haven't ridden it <laughs> it's, it's very hard to get on and it's also right at your own risk yeah you don't pay <laughs> you don't pay Yikes. yeah you don't pay but you know the risk are stated before writing and you know it kind of what happens there stays there (laughs) 
And yeah, then, yeah. When my son was going up the lift, there was a piece that dropped off, and the guy was just like, "Uh oh!" I'm like, "Everything's fine. Just keep going, man." I went after him. It was a the corkscrew on that thing is so tight. Yeah. If you don't, I told him. I said, "Tell me how to move. Tell me how and when to move." <laughs> you do it and do it right you'll be all right but if you don't do it right you're going to wind up at the chiropractor yeah i did it i did it right but uh they're like you want to ride again Uh uh-uh nope (laughs) now bluetooth was there too and it was fun it was actually it was actually pretty well put together but blue fat blue flash oh my goodness (laughs) that thing can make you wonder yeah what am i doing but yeah, again i'm one of those fools it's a challenge how do i ride <laughs> yeah really i'm all that we did it yeah. i said i did i was in and then the other one for me was uh, vortex at carowinds oh that's the stand-up yeah, the yeah stand-up thing. it was awful for me it, it was my, all yeah it was all right it beat my head up real bad and it hurt my my legs felt like they were gonna explode when i wrote it I, yeah, I only wrote it, it once. I don't really remember it well, but I just remember riding it once and refusing to ride again. Yeah, so. I just remember <laughs> like pulling into the station and like the four people I was or the three people I was with were all just like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> like not great. All right. So let's move kind of in a different direction away from specifically from coasters and let's talk about theme parks. Out of those 277 coasters, I know you've had to visit a lot of theme parks. I've seen you in an absolute ton of Coaster Kids videos. Mm-hmm. Out of all the theme parks you've visited, what is your favorite theme park you've been to and why is it your favorite? Um, I like Disney's Hollywood Studios the best. And they don't even like, they have like, slinky dog i think that's the only coaster off the top of my head but mm-hmm. um all of the rides there are just like incredible and like the atmosphere there just like mm-hmm. really cool because it's not like too themed to where that's like the only thing it relies on but it's also just like really fun because they have like tower mm-hmm. of terror and rise of the resistance and like runaway railway so they have like a ton mm-hmm. of good rides and i just had a really good experience there because I've only been there once. I've been to Disney World technically twice, but I, I just went back to Epcot once to ride Guardians and that was it. But um, so I really only have like not much experience at Disney World as a whole. Yeah. But like Hollywood Studios got one day and it was probably one of the best days I've ever had of like my life. I was with a great group of people, great rides. It was awesome. Yeah, you mentioned Guardians. We're actually going to hopefully be able to ride that on our that ride is trip. Amazing. It's it's bucket list. I'm hoping to get on that one. Now, Disney, I'm glad you told me some things about Disney because I've only been to Disney once. It was back my freshman year of high school on a band trip. Oh and yeah. I don't even remember it because everything was in, in such a rush. I don't even know what I did. Yeah, that's exactly um, how my mom was when she was going. Her only experience was because of a band trip. And, and then she finally got to go when I went. It was this yeah. year. Awesome. And the, the cost of Disney, too, you know, is there's Insane. nobody as expensive <laughs> as Disney. So what I think we're going to do, we have not been to Disney yet. 
think we're going to hold off until, you know, Tron. Is yeah, that makes sense. Ready. Yep. And I think what we're going to have to do, you know, for money's sake, is I'm thinking hopefully next year, make the Florida trip Disney focused, you know, yep. just do that you know, like maybe two days tops because it's so expensive, but, you know, give us a chance to at least get in experience the different parks, you know, and I've got friends, a friend, one friend in particular that lives in Florida that can help us, you know, get around and maximize yeah. the time in the parks. So I'm not doing what I do best, wandering around lost, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out where things are. And, you know, I like what you describe with Disney. I'm like that with Universal. I love Universal. Because, so and it's much. not because there's really not that many coasters there. Mm -hmm. Of course, Velocicoaster is fantastic. Love it's that my, ride. It's my fourth. Adore it. It's my fourth favorite. But aside from Velocicoaster, honestly, just the, the atmosphere of that place, yep. particularly for me, the Seuss area. I it's, love, I love the, <laughs> the Seuss area is me. It's so cute. It's quirky. <laughs> it's just weird. It's very silly out of the box. That's just how I am. I could literally just sit right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that, that little Seuss lad. And that's, that's just <laughs> my happy place. I could stay there forever and be just fine. Yeah. I've had a lot of experiences at Universal because I got, I hadn't even been there until like exactly a year ago I went like 2021 December like late like after Christmas yeah and I got a season pass because it was cheaper than oh, holiday tickets nice. so then I I kept coming through like the whole entire because I have friends that live down there awesome. so I can I can like fly down alone nice. <laughs> like without my family or anything yeah. I just fly down one of them picks me up we go to uh -huh. Universal so I have a lot of like I went to Universal the same amount of times I went to Cedar Point this year. <laughs> oh, nice. That's so yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been to Universal. I, well, I was, I spent a, I spent a day at Universal and I've done, I've been to Islands of Adventure twice. Love I love that park. Go more if I could. So but, and if I lived close enough, I would certainly want a pass to go. But, um, that's one of the things with this next trip we're taking. I said, okay, we are committed this time. We're staying out of Universal. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because you got to commit to only Disney. That's what um, I did. And yeah. that's the only reason. Well, we're staying out of Universal this time too. So we can go to other places so we can go to Epcot and, um, we want to get we want to we want to get the credits over at you know Legoland and the Peppa Pig Park and we want to go back to Bush Gardens so we can get Night Rides on Gwazi. So just even with the extra day at Epcot, I'm like, okay, we have to stay out of Universal. And the next trip we make will probably be just Disney, and then when we return, hopefully by then Epic Universe, will, I think, will be open. Not next year but the year after next then we'll be able to do um universal again at that point in time but yeah i've definitely got to switch it off i can't do it all yeah you can't trip. do it all at once <laughs> i would be broke it would not be a good thing to do yeah okay so we've talked about your favorite park what are some of the bucket list places to visit that you've not gotten to go to yet 
Um, I really want to go to Disneyland in California. That's like the next trip I'm like really trying to get onto. I don't know if it'll happen, but like me and like some of the other people involved with like coaster kids and stuff, just a couple. We want to go to Disneyland. I'm trying to convince my mom to like take me there for like a senior trip. <laughs> But I don't know if that'll happen. I might have to pay for it myself. But we like we've been trying. We tried to go to Disneyland last summer, mm-hmm. but we like we started planning it too late, so like couldn't save up enough. And then it was like, okay, we're gonna go this summer. So like, yeah. gotta really like I gotta start working more. I'm committed. I want to go to Disneyland. So are you a senior this year? Yes. Okay. You have a job too. Yep. I work at McDonald's and I hate it. Uh- <laughs> You know, those jobs I had when I was younger that I hated motivated me to keep going back to school, you know, college yep. and working hard yeah. at academics so I could eventually get to do what I wanted to do and not be stuck my entire life doing something I didn't want to do. Yeah. Working, so, yeah, working there has mm-hmm done the same thing for me because I see people I don't want to like judge people but like yeah. seeing people who like adults grown like that are just working miserable. there and I'm like I yeah I'd be, I would be miserable I would not be able to do it <laughs> yeah, I got enough of a taste in my mouth I worked at Wendy's so similar yeah yeah and then through college my dad he worked in this factory and there was there was no air conditioning it was filthy, like with cast iron dust and stuff. Yeah. I did that on my summers off through the, uh, through college shipping and receiving in the factory. Oh, it was filthy. It stunk. There was no air conditioning. And especially when it wasn't busy, I just sat at a desk all day and the time just absolutely crawled and yep. <laughs> It just motivated me. You don't want to be stuck like this your entire life. Yep. No matter how much you dislike that college professor or you don't like the class, do what needs to be done so you can eventually do better for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, we're talking about your bucket list places to visit. But yes. Disney. Let's talk about Disneyland. That's actually out near where David, our executive producer, lives. California is one of my bucket list trips, too. Yeah, I've never been there before. I haven't either, but I'll tell you something that's kind of slowed me down is, you know, inflation with the prices of everything yeah i take my kids with me on you know every trip i go on and uh flight prices just kind of went through the roof yeah when gas prices and everything else went up we had hoped to go to california maybe you know this past year and so i just i slowed down i'm like no even with the price of gas road trips were more of a challenge yeah so you know this next year too i'm still focusing on places that i can drive to that we haven't been to but yeah jay has well he worked at kentucky kingdom as a ride operator and now 
until Kentucky King reopens. He's doing the parking lot with the with the carts and stuff at Meyer, and he's saving his money, kind of like what you're talking about to do, so we can hopefully take some of these bigger trips coming up. We're looking at hopefully maybe being able to do California, not 2023, but 2024. It's on the it's on the radar, but I told him I said, you know, when we take that trip, it may be the only trip of the year. Well, we yeah, just have to see. It's a big trip. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. and I don't even know how much could possibly be done in one trip because you've got Northern California as well. There's, you know, different areas of the state to explore. Yeah, when I go, I honestly might just straight up go to Disney, but mm -hmm. if I could. If I have a Cedar Fair pass, I'd probably just, even if it's like for a couple hours, hit up Knott's Berry Farm and then maybe Magic Mountain. But yeah. I don't even, I probably wouldn't even go north. <laughs> the Magic Mountain and Knott's Berry Farm are two bucket list parks for me. I would love to be able to visit one of these days. And I'm hoping once we're there to be able to experience Disney and Universal as well. There's a SeaWorld Park. Yep out there as well so time will tell what we're able to do so i'm sure with coaster kids and that sort of thing and being an enthusiast you have had the opportunity to experience a lot of different coaster events what are the coaster events that you've been able to attend? And of those events, what was your favorite event and what made the best for you? Um, it was Hollywood Nights, but specifically 2019, because that was the first time I went. I've only gone twice, and that was 2019 and 2020. Okay. So like 2020 was when like everyone finally started to realize how good of an event it was. So like the lines even for ERT were like hours long. I was there. <laughs> I remember yeah and then like there wasn't like as much to do either because of like COVID and stuff so like but 2019 um there was no lines like Voyage I think the longest it ever got was like 10-15 minutes maybe but like Legend and Raven were walk-ons all night Thunderbird walk-on mm -hmm. all night and then but one of my favorite memories from Hollywood Nights was the water bucket challenge they used to do or water cup challenge is what it was called. And you had to like I heard about that. What <laughs> is that exactly? Um, you get like a little plastic cup and or it was one of like this the, like free drinks they have yeah. there, like some of those cups, just like the like soft, mm -hmm. soft drink cups, right? And you, it's this little cup, fill it with water. Like they fill it with water in the station. And then you have to try to keep the water in the cup on legend. So oh, wow. Um there's like different tactics you can do like people would like suction mm -hmm. it to like arms or like legs or yeah. like I think what we did we put it on our mouths like my group oh my gosh <laughs> so like we're if it like splash in your mouth you could like spit it back in yeah um our group actually did really well it was me and Billy and Logan and then mm -hmm. Michael um we did pretty well but then Taylor Bobby beat us so oh <laughs> But yeah, what they, what they do at the end is they dump like each cup from like each group. It was groups of four. Yeah. They dump 
each cup into like a bin and then they like weigh it Mm -hmm. or like I think that's how they did it was weighing it but I don't think they've done it since and that was like one of the highlights of the trip for me (laughs) I don't think they do it anymore (laughs) I've started I started attending Hollywood nights in uh, 2020 was our first year I've been three years 2021 2020 2021 and 2022 and I can say they did a really good job this year with limiting the capacity because you're talking there yeah, was no, it was like the limited there, tickets there was yep there was no wait for voyage of any kind and um next year I'm, I've, I've actually got my tickets already this it's nice. my favorite it's my favorite event yeah it's I, I awesome. agree with you Tully it's that. really I just good <laughs> love it and they do a great job and it's one of the reasons I'm so glad that I, I it, it motivates me to focus on my physical fitness too so that I can you know marathon from this yeah, voyage it. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt my body it's fun I want to you know I want to keep doing it and uh oh you know stated now that just really that's another motivator for me to take care of myself especially when the parks are closed so because Hollywood nights is typically early in the season yeah you know I want to get out and be able to ride and feel good doing it mm-hmm. and um something I just learned about we're going to that I'm looking forward to, to actually try this year there's a, a person I interviewed on the podcast he goes by Dr. Cooper. he's going to be at Hollywood Nights and he introduced our interview to thing called a donut crest if what in the world is a donut credit so he sent me this video off his YouTube channel of himself taking his time and eating a donut on Iron Wazi. <laughs> he's bringing donuts to hollywood nights that's awesome let's see if we can eat donuts on voyage that's awesome <laughs> there's one time i was on steel vengeance and um this kid we were with um we went to chick-fil-a before it was a coaster kids meetup we went to chick-fil-a before. chicken nugget in a video that that's what i'm talking about yeah uh he yeah. put chick-fil-a chicken nuggets in his pocket uh-huh. And then he like held it up in the picture, just like a nugget. <laughs> and he like ate it on the coaster. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> he had his uh, GoPro on on Iron Gwazi with the donut. He's eating a donut. <laughs> and he was literally taking his time and taking bites of a donut and finished it right at the end of the ride. Beast. <laughs> finished yeah. you by the end. That's so funny. I don't, I was like, is he going to get choked on this thing? I was going to, that's what I would be scared of. Would be like Seriously, choking on a donut. Are like you going to get choked on this? Yeah. He did it's it. It's dangerous. <laughs> it, it is, but it, it, it's a challenge too. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk now about Coaster Kids and Thrills United. Tell me about your history with coaster kids and thrills united when and how did you become involved what impact do you feel you've had on other people's life and how has the experience impacted your life okay so i didn't mean to get involved with coaster kids it just kind of happened um i was going to winterfest with my family in 2017 it was my first time to King's Island was for Winterfest. So I rode like a kiddie coaster because I was still short enough at that point. 
and then I read Mystic Timbers, and that was my first time to Kings Island. But um, I don't, I forget how we were even got like in contact, but I was talking with like Jeff mm-hmm. in like the Coaster Kids DMs or whatever, and because like I had met them before in um earlier that year at Coaster Kids Day at Kentucky Kingdom, so then they followed me after that, I think, and then um. It was a birthday gift for me, actually. It was going to Kentucky Kingdom for the... It was the first Coaster Kids Day there. And then, like, I didn't really get to talk to Logan at all, even. I don't even... Like, I didn't ride with him, with him or anything. But um, I talked to Jeff just very briefly because mm-hmm. it was just, like, ran, like the Storm Chaser ERT was in the morning. So then after that, they had, like, a newscast, like, there. And then Jeff randomly selected me and my friend to be on the news for Coaster Kids, like to be interviewed. (laughs) And so that was like, I think part of it was like, it was so just out of everybody there, like randomly selected me. Yeah. And then it's funny thinking about that and how involved I got with Coaster Kids after that. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, so that you were literally like everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So then, um, after that but then after that I like barely talked to any of them like throughout the day at all mm-hmm. and then um 2017 I was gonna go to Winterfest um and I did go but um they couldn't meet up with me but we like talked about meeting up so then that was like kind of in contact and then there's a event at this was 2018 now there's an event at Cedar Point it's an ace event but I can't even think of what it's called I can't even think of Coaster Mania Yes, Coaster okay. Mania. And um I didn't get like an event to like go there. Like I didn't actually like pay for the event or anything, but I was going to Cedar Point that day and I like posted about how I was going that day. And they saw that I was going and were like, hey, we're going that day too. Do you want to hang out with us? And we'll give you the extra pass we have. Oh nice. So they got me into the event. <laughs> so then there was like a few other kids we hung out with that day but then it was just like me Logan and Jeff and so I was just hanging out with them all night and I guess I made a good first impression (laughs) because like after that um there was a coaster kids day at Kings Island and then Cedar Point and I went to both of those Mm -hmm. and like I talked to I talked to Logan a little bit but um because like there's so many people there though that like I wasn't gonna like force my way up and like so whatever, but I talked to Jeff a lot. And I think that's why I got like so involved after that was because instead of like, like I was like cool with Logan, but it's like, we weren't like really like friends, friends, like we were cool. But then like from talking to Jeff, like I guess he thought that I was like awesome. So um, on a whim, they were inviting people onto the Virginia trip, just mm-hmm. people from Ohio. One day I got a DM. And he was like, yo, we're taking Eliza, who was Logan's girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even met her before. And then Zach Berger, he was involved with Coaster Kids a lot. And like him and Logan were already friends. And then on a final whim, they're like, yo, you want to come with us after I really hadn't even talked to Logan himself that much. But I got invited on that trip, like on a whim, like so then like came pals with them um specifically like Logan and Eliza and Zach I hadn't talked to any of them really like I talked to Logan the most out of all of them but we still weren't like 
that close but then we made a group chat for that trip and kind of like all became like friends before the trip really and then from there like that was like when it really like got involved because like that trip kind of like started a whole thing with like the travel vlogs and like I feel like that started people like getting involved with like the friend aspect of coaster kids yeah like and that became like a whole focus to where like thrills united was created um so I feel like that was kind of a turning point for like not just me but even like coaster kids which I think is like really cool yeah but like that was when I really became involved like just got invited on a whim and then by the end of that trip we were all like crying because it was ending like <laughs> like we made connections on that trip that was mm -hmm. insane and then 2019 um oh wait there was new year's that year too we all hung out on new year's but um like king's island that was really cool but um then 2019 there was the easter trip that was kind of like the next big one also like a big friend group thing and that like further solidified that and that was like basically when it was like more people were getting involved in coaster kids i guess mm -hmm. and like that's when I think I got involved was mainly like those two trips really like started that because then after that in 2019 that summer mm -hmm. I spent more time with Logan and Jeff than I did my own family <laughs> like I was gone almost the entire summer on different trips like it would be like one week we're here and then I'd be like home for the weekend and it's like next time like we're already going on the that. next one <laughs> I remember literally like the videos, the parks, the social media posts, anywhere Logan's face was, yours was there. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they invited me on, I think every single trip they went on that summer, other than a media day, I, mm -hmm. I was invited on that, but I didn't go. That was like the one thing, but like, I was very, very involved with everything going on that summer. So what type of an impact, looking back on the whirlwind <laughs> of <laughs> trips, because there were a lot, yeah. what kind of impact do you feel you've had on other people's lives and how did that whole experience impact yours? Um, I think it impacted a lot of people because it like, like even you said, like how it like you went to a meetup and it did mm -hmm. so much for you, like you, where you didn't think it would be like a big thing. And then it be like, like change your life. Like there's a lot yeah. of people where like coaster kids has helped a lot of people with not just coasters, but then like the whole friend aspect that got introduced, mm -hmm. like it built like a community. I feel yeah. like that no other channel did. And the, that kind of had a unique thing going for coaster kids was like, people could come to meetups and like feel welcome because we were like helping people and like I, I just think the impact we've had or like had in that time frame like yep. in was insane like it feels really good to know that coaster kids has impacted that many people it's a really weird thing because it's like a lot of people got so much joy from like watching the videos and like it really helped a lot of people out and it's like it, like travel vlogs and stuff like that like these videos like a lot of people like said were like so funny and like they love the videos and like 
it was just so weird because it was just like this is just me and my friends having fun and and then it be it was like helping so many people and it was like to me it was like it's just me and my friends hanging out with the camera on <laughs> you know you really hit the nail on the head with that and that's the thing I told my son when we first came to that first meetup I mean his confidence at that point in time from being you know the bullying and everything he had gone through his confidence was just in the toilet he had none and I remember when we were standing at the front of the park waiting on you all to come up for the meetup when he finally saw you all for the first time he's like oh my god it's them and he went and he stood behind me like he was oh. literally hiding and it's what are you doing you know i drove you all this way what are you doing he said what if they won't talk to me what if they don't like me i mean he was scared to death to come out and even show his face and um i'm like jay you know <laughs> I got up at this, you know, I got up at this amount, you know, this time I went all this way. You're going to go, you're going to go have fun one way or another. We're here. You're going to go have fun. And it really just, it wasn't, it was a first for him because he was used to, you know, the bullying and the, just the relentlessness of school and to be welcomed. And I told him exactly what you said. I said, look at them, Jay. I said, they're kids. They're just kids. And look, they're friends. They're here having fun. They're a kid just like you. That's it. It's okay. And when he actually got the nerve to like, you know, start talking to you all, just the, the, just the fact that everybody would talk to him get a ride with him, you know, make him feel a part of something mm -hmm. when he was used to just rejection yeah. all day, every day. It was a first for him. And, you know, I told, I told you, you know, just the, the little, you know, the things that happen when you least expect it, the friendships he was able to form yeah. on that first day and then the network that he's built throughout was completely life-changing you know I told you about the the friendship that he's built with Tyler yeah well you know he went on his own my son went on his own fitness journey too he saw the weight that I was losing and he asked me it was after about a year into my weight loss he's like okay how do I eat to lose weight? You know, what do I need to change? I told him how to lose weight, but then it was another friend of Tyler's, Michael, who was very accomplished in the martial arts. Jay met Michael through Tyler. They've become the best of friends as well. Michael taught Jay through video chat, you know, like what we're doing right now, how to get strong, how to, how to exercise to build muscle and strength. And then Jay, about a year later of watching my son get buff and strong, I said, <laughs> show me how to do that. <laughs> so 
he kind of showed me everything Michael's shown him. Of course, I can't do everything that a 17-year-old can do. But, you know, the whole domino effect. Yeah. Of just, domino effect's a good word. <laughs> it's a domino effect of just positive community and connections. It, I don't think there's any way to realize how many lives you've impacted just you know until you know until you get the chance to talk with people but i mean and it all started with just you know i don't even know at what point he talked to tyler that day but you know it just all started with you guys just random interactions you know, and talking it. to him riding with him and getting him to open up and talk and be himself and you know realizing hey i'm safe here you know it was a first for him so thank you all for that and it's, <laughs> it's i don't even know where thank you is not even a strong enough word but okay so sticking along the theme here of coaster kids what do you look forward to in the future with coaster kids okay so um i think i'm really just mainly excited to like finally get to do meetups again with like getting to see everybody like fans and stuff again because we do like the charity work now but we still haven't gotten like or at least I still haven't gotten to do like one of like the be brave days or anything and, like I think leading one of those and, like being like in a leading position because like I'm like the team captain technically <laughs> so like I think actually getting to like lead a meetup and like being able to do that like with my friends too and like meeting other people again because like meeting other people and like seeing like the impact we've made on people and like just getting to meet people who like like coaster kids and like like coasters it's a really fun thing so like I think getting to meet other people through that again would be really cool so I'm hoping like this summer like I'll get to lead some of like the be brave days and like get to help people and because I haven't done that in forever and I think it would be really awesome to get to do that again. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to move forward with the topic of advice. And this can be any type of advice you would want to give, you know, be it life skills, facing fears, riding coasters, anything at all. What advice would you like to give to those who are listening to this podcast? That's a deep question. Okay. Um, to get over fears, I'll start with that. That's easy. Um, when I did, um, I mean, you just got to tell yourself it is in your head and you have to remember that. Um, I think one thing that helped me was before I rode gatekeeper and got over my fear, I rode max air, which is a, a flat ride. It's like a little spinning disco thingy. Um, and that helps you get over a fear of not roller coasters, but just adrenaline in general. And that helped me. I think that's probably the main reason I even got on Gatekeeper. So starting even like large scale, but just a different type of adrenaline helped me out. But then you really just have to tell yourself that it is all in your head and that you're going to feel so powerful and like that on top of the world feeling once you finally get over that fear. Um, I guess life advice in general, just talking about 
the impact that Coaster Kids made and like all of that stuff. Talking about domino effect specifically, just like even if bad things are happening or like things that seem insignificant or things that do seem significant one day, does that domino effect will take you and you'll end up where you'll want to be and you'll become who you're gonna become. I feel like a lot of things with Coaster Kids and how that has affected me has led me to who I've become like as a person, which seems like silly, but I think just following where things take you will do a lot for you. Thank you so much for sharing that advice. And I, I do have a quick funny story I'll share talking about, you know, scaffolding up with the fear facing and the rides takes me back to over 20 years ago at King's Island. Like the only, the biggest thing I'd ever ridden was Vortex. And I think I'd ridden it once. I missed that ride. And, you know, before that, I really hadn't ridden much. And I decided, I think I was about 23 or 24 years old, that it would be a bright idea to go get on Drop Tower. And it was the worst idea of my life. That ride's terrifying. That ride's well, still scary. I <laughs> walked sideways off of it and had to go sit down for about 30 minutes after the ride. <laughs> Horrible. So once, you know, I don't even remember, 2021, it was a mission of mine. Once I had ridden all these coasters and done all this fear facing, I had to go get my revenge on Drop Tower. <laughs> and now I mean, we did we did the whole, like a lot of things John and Tyler showed us back in the early, you know, days with the coaster kids meetups is dropping zombie style, you know, <laughs> out, feet out. So now that's the only way we ride. And I never in a million years dreamt after that first horrendous experience on drop tower that I would become like a drop tower enthusiast, but I actually do like drop towers. Now I love them. And nice. uh, <laughs> we did Falcons Fury last uh, spring break. I look forward to doing it again. We got, uh, we did, there was like, literally when we went to six Flags great adventure at one point, there was no line for zoom and Jaro. So we rode like 15 times in a row. We just kept switching out seats. That ride would terrify me. Like I do it, but See, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't find Falcon's Fury that scary, but it's like control drop. I noticed. Yeah. That. Like it doesn't feel like, I don't know, but Falcon's Fury when I rode it did not scare me as much as I thought yeah. it would. No, but like drop towers in general, even sometimes like Kings the Island, only, I'll still get the only thing that scares me per se is some of the restraints. You got to watch your shoulders, yeah, and make sure it doesn't hurt. So, just as a caution, I'll usually hold on the first time just to prevent shoulder pain, and then if I feel like I can let go, I'll let yeah. go. But if it's too jerky on the break, I won't. All right, and our very last question revolves just around social media where can our listeners find you on social media if they would like to learn more about you or reach out and make contact okay well i have instagram it's callie the coaster enthusiast and then i have youtube also callie the coaster enthusiast i haven't uploaded on there in a while but i want to i'm just busy i'm a senior in high school so I don't get much time, but I'm planning on it. But 
yeah, a main source of like contact would be Callie the Coaster Enthusiast on Instagram. Well, I want to thank you so much for being my guest on the podcast. I've really enjoyed talking with you and hearing your story. Thank you. And I appreciate you talking with me. Yep, thank you. I had a great time. The pleasure was all mine. I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. All at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today. <laughs>